Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Decaf. I am your host today, Mark Cunningham. I think it's my first time ever hosting. Uh, Taylor is out on business. I think my name still says Taylor. Yep, you can see on the bottom it says Taylor, so we could record for 40 minutes if need be. Uh, but we have a very special guest today, our newest hire, our newest employee, a great guy. His name is Jordan Long, and he is the Director of Government Relations at, at Beacon. Uh, great personality, so we invite him to be on here. So welcome to the show, Jordan. Yep. Thanks, Mark. I'm glad to be here a couple weeks in, you know, two months into working for Beacon and already on the show. So you know, the pressure, this is a pretty big deal. So if, if you don't perform, you will not come back on. Yeah. You know, I think Justin was upset that we just keep kicking the can down the road on bringing him back. So um, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. He just, he just won a national award. He doesn't need any more attention for right now. That's right. I agree um, with that. So let's talk. Uh, we'll start with what's going on in Tennessee. And, and the recent news was something that uh, has long been expected, but the state of Tennessee gave a $65 million grant to the multinational, you know, huge organization, Oracle, to come to Nashville. Um, we had talked about this earlier uh, because we, we actually had said, you know what, the city of Nashville actually did a pretty good job. They didn't, you know, give the whole farm away to Oracle. And for all the um, bad things Mayor Cooper has done, he's been pretty good on the corporate welfare thing. Unfortunately, the state gave them $65 million to come here. And of course, we were against that. So, I mean, what are your kind of initial takeaways from this? I mean, it's a lot of money to go to a private company. Yeah, I mean, uh, the state funding board, you know, uh, another corporate handout to a, like you said, a multinational company who has got plenty of money. Um, and they, just like plenty of other places, are choosing to come to Tennessee because we're such a business-friendly uh, climate. Um, and I think a lot of them have gotten used to, you know, wanting these uh, corporate handouts and then getting them. So why not try for it? Um, I'd like to see the state funding board stop giving corporate welfare out to multinational companies who have billions of dollars in revenue, um, who just as easily could have put up $65 million of their own. Um, to, your, to your point, it's actually interesting that I was talking to Ron earlier today, but uh, I'm doing a, a panel tonight on, on corporate welfare in the IKEA example, but there's a, there's a magazine called Area Development Magazine. I guess it's big for like, I guess people who do that kind of stuff. I don't read it, but apparently it's a big deal. And they talk to CEOs every year and they talk about the things that have been most important to them. And, State and local incentives or, or corporate tax incentives are number eight on the list. So when you look at the reasons businesses come to place, it's not because of that. Yeah, I'm sure that swings, you know, one, two, three percent of businesses, but really they want a good tax code. They want a good, you know, workforce development. And and this is one of these problems where you get these huge companies and Tennessee so afraid of not getting them that they feel like they have to give them that money. Where in fact, you know, 95, 96 percent of the time, Oracle's going to come to Nashville even without any money because we have such a good, our government's done such a good job with having this great tax structure and this place that both businesses and people want to come that we don't need to do that. That's exactly right. I mean, we can show for one example after another of companies who I would argue, just like you did, they're coming regardless. Uh, they're interested in having employees that can fill open jobs and like a, a business friendly environment. Um, yeah, which includes regulations too, not just taxes. That's exactly right. And we can look at other examples of when new, uh, Amazon wanted to expand in New York, um, how Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you know, went ballistic and they pulled all those jobs from New York. It is much more than just big checks to these companies. It's definitely about the climate that they are investing in. They need jobs, they need uh, you know, workers that have the skills and abilities to, to perform for them. 
And like you said, we don't blame Oracle. We blame the government for giving them money. Of course, if you're a business, you're going to try to get that. Um, Absolutely. But so moving on, um, this is kind of a, a fun topic, I think, that, you know, we talked a little bit last week about how um, Joe Biden's approval ratings continue to kind of be in a free fall right now. There's somewhere between, you know, 43 and 45 percent, which is not usually good news for an incumbent for their their uh, their political side during the midterm. But I want to go a little bit farther out and just kind of not who we prefer anything like this, but kind of put our um, prediction hats on here. And we'll start with you, Jordan. So in 2024, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot going on there. And I think that neither party is really sure who their nominee is going to be. There's kind of a wide open thing where, I mean, I think there's a lot of Republicans who hope that Trump will be it, but we don't really know if he's running yet. And of course, he is still a a pretty high percentage of people who don't care for him, even on the Republican side. So what is your prediction in 2024? Who do you think the Republican and Democrat nominee is? Again, doesn't matter who you like or what, like just prediction wise, who do you think it will be? Good question. I, I mean, I, I'm probably of the opinion that Donald Trump doesn't run again. Um, I think there are younger members of the party who have gained significant popularity over the last couple of years, um, especially through the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, someone like Ron DeSantis um, or Greg Abbott in Texas, I think someone probably like them is way more likely to be the nominee. I, I would expect there to be a bunch of nominees. I mean, a bunch of, of, of candidates for, for, for that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, other people like Arizona Governor Ducey, um, you know, Nikki Haley at one point was you know, someone that they had said would very likely be in the race. So I don't know if I can necessarily narrow it down to one. I, I'm, you know, if I had to, I would probably lean more towards the Ron DeSantis. Um, he's already been a number of things. Um, that's probably next up on the shelf for him. Which I think a lot of people would argue that kind of DeSantis is kind of Trump without the negatives. I mean, that's kind of what yeah. I hear a lot. It's like he has a lot of the good policy things that people like about Trump and it's like he's a fighter, but maybe isn't quite as insulting or getting on Twitter at 3 a.m. saying something. So what about the D side? I mean, there's a lot of, of course, Biden could run for re-election. I think a lot of people think that's unlikely. I mean, even predicted has him as like less than a 40 percent chance of being yeah. nominee. Um, Kamala Harris is somebody who people talk about. Who do, who do you think gets the, the D nominee? I mean, I still lean towards, I think he would run again. Um, you know, so you think I, Biden will be the nominee? Nominee, I don't know so much, but I think he would definitely run again, you know, as long as his health is in good shape, right? I mean, I, I think that the more progressive wave of candidates, it's just not panning out. Uh, it, it just is not working. If it was, we would have seen somebody else in 2020, Andrew Yang or someone more along those lines. Um, I think it it tends to be someone more towards the center, kind of like he um, probably is on paper. Uh, you know, he claims. Yeah, yeah, something. Right, right. right. You, you know, as in primaries, you move left or you move right to, to pick up your party, um, but you eventually kind of come back towards the middle. Um, I, you know, I, I think that probably Vice President Harris is probably – in my opinion, probably the leading contender um, amongst that party as we turn out. I think more Democrat voters are young folks. Um, you know, I think that she probably, albeit hasn't seen, haven't seen a lot of action from her um, in her term of vice president. I, I think that um, one, I wouldn't be surprised to see that pair again, but I also wouldn't be surprised if she was the nominee. 
I, I actually, I'm going to uh, disagree with you on that one. I, I do not think she'll be the nominee. I don't think Biden runs again. I, I actually, uh, her approval ratings are just too, I mean, they're, you're about 36, 37%. It's hard to win. Yep. And you can somebody like AOC who's probably going to run. She's eligible to run probably from the left, but my bet on the, I'm going to take Mayor Pete is going to be the Democratic nominee. Yeah. And I, I, I think I like the, it's between DeSantis and Tim Scott for me. I'm going to take the flyer. I say it's Tim Scott is going to be the nominee for the Republicans again. Not not really based on whether we like these people or not, just kind of based on things. And you were right about as much as we hear from the far left, they don't actually get people elected, right? Bernie Sanders was supposed to be the guy and wasn't right. for a reason. And you right. keep seeing even, even in you know Democratic strongholds, you saw that the special election in Ohio when Nina Turner lost the primary. So we keep hearing about how these the left are kind of the loudest, but they're not the people who actually go out and vote. And that's not what most Democrats want their party to be, in my opinion. So I agree with your general theory. So let's move on here um, to something that I think this is going to be kind of a fun section is we get to talk about the NFL. We haven't talked about this in you know six months. It is starting actually tonight is the first game of the season. Yep. So yep. I'm going to ask you, we talked about college football last week. We'll keep talking about that. But I want to hear who is your champion? And I want at least one or two sleeper teams from you who you think could compete this year. You know, I have I am obligated to say Titans all the way. There's no question. Oh wow! So you're taking the win it. I, I like you that. Know what? I'm going all in. I might as well get on the sports betting app and go for it right now. That's while right. while while our way up, um, you know, they've had a really good last handful of seasons. I think John Robinson, and Mike Vrabel are both uh, phenomenal for the Titans. Um, will they win it? I don't know, but I do expect them to go uh, to go a long way. Okay, well, I like I like I like the homework. Okay, so what's a good like surprise team? Do you have a, a team that you should people should watch out for? You know, I'm I'm looking for some some of the other teams that have. I'm just interested in teams that have historically not been so great. Um, but I, I'm I as are also a Raiders fan. Um, I'm interested in, in watching them in a, in a you know, new stadium, new environment in Las Vegas. Um, you know, the Raiders have got this long history of drafting these picks or getting these transfers that are supposed to be like absolute standouts, stars, and they just completely fall apart. I mean, they just have not um, ever held water. So uh, just as a fan of the Raiders, I'm watching them. I'm used to disappointment. Um, that might continue. I think you have more of that this year. It's going to be, it's hard to win with Derek Carr as your quarterback. That's the one thing I'll say. And question has these great game plans. Some games and some games are like, how did you lose that team? They were, I saw they were two and six at home last year. That, that, yep. That's not a good record. Exactly. So I figure that out. I'm going with, I'm going to go a little bit off the radar. Uh, a lot of people are picking the Chiefs, you know, and the Bucs, but I, I think the Rams are going to win it all. Um, I think the addition of Matthew Stafford is going to be huge for them. I think Jared Goff is not a good football player. So I think that will be big for them. And I, I love the receiving core. I like Daryl Henderson. So and and for my um, surprise teams, like two teams who I normally hate, who I think are bad, I love the Jets this year. Again, when I say surprise, maybe nine wins, maybe a playoff appearance, not like compete. But uh, I love I love what they did in the draft. I think the Corey Davis from the Titans is a huge pick. I mean, he can be a real number one, and Zach Wilson throwing him, and then the Bengals too. I like that young the young kind of receiving core, Joe Burrow. So those are my two, like, could get nine wins, not going to be a playoff yeah. team. But if you're going to bet, take them over the six and a half wins that they're projected at. For sure. For sure. I, I can you – know, I like the Rams. I'm with you. I think the Rams have made some significant improvements over the last couple of seasons as opposed to, as to what they were, especially in St. Louis. Um, so I'm 
you know, look, like I said, I like the teams that, that make major improvements that used to win five games. Another example of why corporate welfare is bad is that St. Louis still owes money on that stadium without, a, without an actual football team playing there. Yep. No um, question. So the last topic is, is a kind of a weird one. I think it's fun. Um, I'm seeing all these crazy internet rumors, probably not true. So please don't take any, any uh, stock in this, but that running back DeAndre Swift is actually like the guy from the Lions has murdered somebody. I think it's probably somebody that has a similar name or it's just somebody who made up a rumor just to be an idiot, um, but probably not true. But it, it made me think that there's been so many internet rumors in our lifetime because we kind of grew up. I know, I know I'm older than you, but we kind of grew up on the internet coming out and, Blues clues that guy Steve just came back. And I remember when I was like, you know, ninth grade or eighth grade when he went off the air, people said that he had he had died, which was not yeah. true, that he had done all these horrible, like broke the law. None of it was true. He just went to college, I guess. Yeah. Um, right. So it makes me we'll start with this. What is the craziest kind of internet rumor that you think you've heard in your lifetime um, as, as somebody growing up in that generation? Oh my gosh. You know, a lot of celebrity death rumors. People just make up the celebrities. I think William Shatner has been dead like three times, but like, yeah, those are strange. Or the, the pictures that you see of like uh, Michael Jackson getting off of the um, ambulance, like walking away after he's supposedly dead. Uh, that's crazy. I, I, you know, one of the ones that I very vividly remember is like I was talking about earlier, the Notre Dame player, Manzai Teo's girlfriend, you know, he was in a relationship with this, girl from you know somewhere else and it, it was just an internet rumor you know it, i mean it's stuff like this all the time and, and, and it turned out to be so i actually don't even, I, I remember he had a fake girlfriend but i don't know did, did he lie about her or was he fooled i don't remember which one or do we ever get to the bottom of that i don't i you know i was trying to figure out exactly earlier what the deal was with that but um it was, it was a crazy room, and then people were like, is it a real person? And, right. and, like, and, Hawaii and, and had only seen her a couple times, and at one point, she was alleged to have had a near-fatal car accident. That's right, that's right. And it died. What is more embarrassing, would you say? Would you say getting played for this fake person is more embarrassing, or just lying to everybody about having a girlfriend? Like, which one do you think is worse? I don't know. They're both pretty bad. I don't, I know, I don't want to be found in the middle of either one of those, but I think I th what I think is worse is when once you lie and then you get found out by other people. I mean, that is just absolutely embarrassing. And at some point, like, of course, we, we don't condone lying. But if you a lot of people say something off the top, they're like, oh, that's not true. Just say, oh, God, no, 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 that wasn't true. I'm sorry. Like, I did not mean that. That's yeah. not what happened. And like, if you get caught, I remember the guy from the league, uh, Steve Rennes, he, he like lied about being uh, in New York in 9-11. Like, and, and it sounded like it was innocent the first time where he kind of said, oh, I was in, like he actually like was in the city. But then he kept going with it. Just say, no, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. I, I say things all the time that are, you know, not true, not on purpose. But like, I'm like, oh. No, I'm sorry. I, that is not true. I was with yeah. the waitress. I, I said, I told, um, I was with my, my girlfriend. I told a, a waitress I lived in Chicago. I'm like, I didn't live in Chicago. I lived in Milwaukee and visited <laughs> Chicago. And I'm like, please let me correct this on the spot. Yeah, I, that's I just right. talk so fast right. that sometimes. So it's good to just correct it if you say something wrong. Yeah, it is. And I actually saw something the other day, and, and I won't get the whole story right, but there, there was a, a person who claimed to be, like you said, in you know, one of the, the higher floors of one of the World Trade Centers, and she eventually became, you know, the the manager or the president of some type of victims-related um, organization and claimed that her assistant had been killed. And it was not true. Yeah, lies get around. So I would say just be honest. And with the internet age, it's a lot easier to find out people's lies. So just be honest about things. That's the best yeah. advice we can give you. Even if it makes you look dumb, 
Just be honest about it. I completely um, agree. So it's funny that you said that because my crazy internet rumor, like the Michael Jackson thing's funny because I feel like when you keep seeing pictures pop up of Tupac, you know, it's like, oh, there's Tupac <laughs> drinking a, a, a margarita in Mexico. It's like every couple of years you see pictures like, oh, Tupac's still alive, which I, which I guess is just people that look like him that right. has these things or like just somebody who's really good at the computer. But that's always fun when you have these kind of Tupac, Tupac truthers who are like, oh, he's still alive. He never died. Right. Yeah, I've, I've always been interested in the like, you know, Elvis is still alive as an FBI agent. That's right. There's a lot of good Elvis ones too. That's a, that's a great one. Yep. There's been so many celebrity deaths that are, you know, now conspiracies about them still being alive. The Elvis one's even more interesting because you have so many people who just dress up like him that it's, it's not hard to find somebody who looks like him because people literally do that as a yes. career, which I think is the weirdest thing ever. But I guess people okay. like doing that. There, there are some very dedicated fans. Yeah, so my mom, I know my mom loves him. I don't think she goes to see his impersonators, but she has the same birthday. So shout out to Deanna. Um, well, that's it for, for this week, Jordan. What did you think about your first time on the show? I hope that I can come back a second time. Yeah, yeah, I think you did pretty well. I, I think that if we can kick tail off the show, most people would like it. So maybe you, you can replace her permanently. I think that there's been a lot of out, a lot of outcry from the people saying we we don't want any more Taylor. So well, if if SPN has is any measure, I think Taylor is probably a fan favorite. Unfortunately, the 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 most favorite person from our whole organization. Every time we go, she everyone just loves her. So people have bad taste. I think we've come to expect that. So you know, uh, there are all types of people in the world. Says the Nickelback fan talking about other people having bad taste. So, uh, so we're signing off. But thanks, Jordan, for joining us. We appreciate yep, it. Thanks, Mark.